Welcome back everyone to the 90th Minute Podcast. Today is episode 2 and we're going to be talking about our predictions for the 2022-2023 Premier League season. Alright, let's get right into it. Uh, 20th place in the Premier League, who's being relegated? Uh, I've seen this be a common choice by some. I've seen some people think that they'll actually be better than next year. The team I'm putting 20th place is Leeds United. Ooh. Now, I... Uh, it's, t- it's a weird situation. Like They, they stayed in the EPL... By literally a last-minute goal. They don't score that last-minute goal, which was deflected. They're in the championship right now. So, they, out of all the teams that won the Prem last year, they were the worst. And they've only declined since. They still have quality in their roster. Don't get me wrong. But you lose Rafinha and you lose Phillips. Probably your two best players. It's not the same team. I think the teams coming up from the championship aren't even all that bad. Fulham, I think, is going to be solid this year. And Burnmouth and Nottingham also aren't that bad, which is why I think that Leeds are going to be last in the Prem this year. But if you want to look on the bright side, they go to the championship. I think they'll, they could probably come back up the year later in the championship if that does happen. But as for this season, they lose quality. They almost got relegated last year. I don't see them staying up this year. Who's your 20th? Before I go on to my pay, I just want to make comments on Leeds. I see... I've seen many different opinions about Leeds. I've seen some people say that they're going to be closer to 10th in the yeah. in the Prem. But I've also seen some people like you who say that they're going to be relegated. So it's a difficult situation. They lost Calvin Phillips. They lost Rafinha. So those are the two best players, I think. We can both agree on that. Yeah. So obviously losing them is going to be a massive loss. So it really leads us to think about where, what are they going to do. They did bring in Sinistera. They brought in a few other guys. Uh, Tyler Adams as well. But I don't know if these signings are enough to keep them in the in the prem this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be close, and like you said, they could end up finishing twentieth or they could end up finishing tenth. Who knows? It's it's just one of those teams. Well, you gotta think of last season too. It's not like they're going from twelfth to twentieth. They were seventeenth, and like I said, a last minute goal saved them. Which nice, it was a nice shot. It got deflected. Credit to Leeds for staying up, but it was a last minute goal. You lose your two best players. It's not looking good. Uh, moving on to my pick now, uh, I went with the team that actually just got promoted, and unfortunately they're going to be heading back down. I think this as a pretty popular pick. I think it's what I've seen the most. So I got Bournemouth going down. So I get that. Yeah, I don't see anything special with their squad right now. Nothing really uh, appeals to me. I don't think that this is really a squad that can compete in the Premier League. To be honest, uh, I there's not too much talent. They're, I mean, it's still a decent squad. They obviously got promoted from the championship, but they didn't make any major moves during the transfer window. I got their transfer window here. They brought in only two players, uh, Ryan Fredericks uh, from West Ham and then uh, Joe Rothwell from Blackburn. So, I mean, Fredericks is a decent player, but I just don't see enough from this team to make me think that they can survive in the Prem. Just even their starting lineup from last season without bringing in anyone... I don't think that was a uh, Premier League lineup. Now, when you just you didn't really do anything in the transfer window, how do you expect to compete in the Prem? There's just too much talent, in my opinion. I think they're really lacking talent at this, at this point. Burnmouth isn't a bad pick. I, I'm going Nottingham Forest for 19th, though. Uh, for me, good story. They've won two Champions Leagues. They're a historic uh, franchise, obviously. But they didn't add much. They were the worst, out of all the teams coming up, they were the worst standing-wise out, out of all those three. They were fourth place in the championship last year. Credit to them for winning the playoff, but at the end of the day, I don't think the quality is there. 
and I just don't I don't see them getting out of the relegation zone. I just don't I despite putting Nottingham actually over Leeds in the standings, I think that there's a better chance they go down than Leeds do because I just don't see the quality. They didn't add all that much. You're going to have a breakout star probably. They added a few guys. You're probably going to have a breakout player that will help them pretty well. But I don't know if uh, Nottingham can survive this Premier League season. What do you think? I actually have Nottingham also in 19th. But I do I do have to disagree. They did bring in a fair amount of players. They actually spent quite a bit. They did bring in Jesse Lingard, I should mention. They brought in Lingard. They brought in Dean Henderson on loan. Yeah. Uh, Not bad it? players. Even though I know a lot of people are mad at that Lingard contract, but... They brought in Nico Williams from Liverpool, uh, Omar Richards from Bayern, a few other guys as well, slip in my mind right now. But, again, this is just one of those teams, They yes, they were in the Premier League, but they got they went through, through the promotion playoffs. It's not an incredible team on paper. Now, we find out today that they also lost, they lost Richie Larea for the rest of the season because he went on loan to uh, TFC. So that's another loss, even though he didn't, seem to, he fit, didn't, really play he didn't seem to fit in there. I, again, I just don't see much talent on this team. Lingard is definitely going to help. And so will Dean Henderson, just having a, a reliable goalie in the net. Maybe they won't give up as many goals as they would have if they didn't get him. And maybe they're going to score some more with Lingard if he can regain yeah, his but form. Like, let's but, see how much he regains his form. You're going to have to have a big career revival here with Lingard if you want to have a chance, I think. This is his chance to revive his yeah. career. This is exactly what he needs. He wasn't going to do anything at Manchester United. And he needs to regain that form uh, from when he was he out on loan. He did have his West Ham form. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's going to have yeah. to regain the West Ham form when he's out on loan here. Or, he's not on loan. He's, uh, free tra- he's actually on It was uh, a free transfer. Free transfer, yeah. A lot of criticism, like I said. But, you know, despite the money they're paying, you will be playing a lot. So, yeah. th- this is a win. Henderson's the one on loan with uh, yeah. him this year. All right, so who do you got for 18th, then? I mean, I don't really have to talk about this too much because you kind of touched on it, but it's burn mouth. Like I said, they were second in the championship last year. They were only two points behind Fulham, which is pretty impressive considering how much informed Fulham were last year. But I just I don't see it with this team. You kind of mentioned it. A few transfers, but when you're coming up from the championship, it's very hard to stay up the next year. And I just don't see Burnmouth doing it. And you kind of touched on it, so I don't really have to explain it all that much. It's going to be a tough year for them, though, I think. Even though I think they'll, they'll always be... Close to 17th and 16th. I think they're going to be one of those teams. But at the end of the day, when the 38 games are done, I think it's going to be them that finish 18th and go down. Who do you have 18th? So it's actually interesting that we both have these same three teams going down. Because I got Leeds going down in 18th. Again, a controversial one because there's been so many different opinions on Leeds this year. You And we've already touched on this. So I'm not going to talk too much about it. But I think that the losses of Calvin Phillips and Rafinha, among others, is just too much to... To take for Leeds. I mean, they did bring in a few other guys, but Sinistera is the main one that should be mentioned, I think. A few youngsters that probably are going to break out. Yep, uh, absolutely. But, I don't know, I just don't see this team having enough talent this year. They, Like you said, they did bring in some youngsters, so it's very possible that they could, they could end up in the Premier League in a few years again, once they go back down to the Championship. But as of right now, after losing Calvin Phillips and after losing Rafinha, I think those two losses are too much for Leeds to take, and it's going to end up sending them down back to the back to the championship. You might have had them in 20th, I have them in 18th. Either way, I think they're going to end up being relegated. So now we're going to be moving on to the teams that are actually staying up in the Premier League this year, maybe just barely. Who do you have in 17th? This is a team that I have a lot of fans. I'm not high on. I don't think a lot of people are, and it's going to be Everton. Ooh. Look. Everton last year, they weren't doing that well. We all know that. 
when they had Lampard, they kind of got better, then they kind of stopped doing well again. So it's been kind of a rough season for Everton. They have a few quality players, don't get me wrong. I think Ray can actually break. He had a good start to the season last year, kind of slowed down. I think he can break out in a big way. Uh, they, I don't know if it's confirmed officially, but they were in talks to sign uh, Gay from uh, from Paris Saint Germain. So I think he'll be a quality signing. He'll fit in on that in, on that squad. So it's a solid team. I am concerned about the coaching. Frank Lampard, legendary player, he hasn't proven anything as a coach either on Chelsea or on Everton. You got you got Deli Alley. You kind of maybe he can break out. I know he's had kind of a rough stay in Everton so far. He's still somewhat young. You know, Calvin Lewin. We'll see what he does. He he's a breakout candidate. Pickford's obviously a good goalie. They have quality. I'll give them that. But at the end of the day, they weren't all that good last year. They improved a little bit. I just don't think that they'll. Uh, I just don't think that they'll be all that good. But hey, in my prediction, I had them staying up. Maybe next season, if they do bad this season, like I'm predicting, maybe next season we'll see what they do in transfer window. But as of now, I just don't see this team fighting for anything other than maybe a top 15 spot. Maybe like something like that. I don't see them fighting for much. To pretty much, they're fighting for their lives then. Yeah, like they're just on the edge of the relegation zone. So they did. It hasn't been confirmed yet that Idrissa Gay is coming to. Um, to Everton, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, I'm not sure about that, but aside from him, there's only, I believe there's only been one other addition that they've made in the transfer window, and that's the free transfer of James, Tark- James Tarkowski. So, and while that's a fantastic Which is transfer, horrible. Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic transfer, especially free, especially since it was free, he'll provide some, uh, some veteran help back there and mentor the younger guys, and also he's, uh, no, he's a great defender as well, right? He's still like top of the game, so I think that'll definitely help, but you lost for Charleston, and he was your—he was supposed to be your main goal scoring threat, even if he didn't score that much last year. And uh, that—that's a big loss. Even though we, um, you know, Mateo especially, but we both kind of criticized the t- signing that Tottenham made, sixty million. We thought was way too much, and I don't mind that Everton gave him up. But you know, it is a big loss. He did provide uh, goals and assists, uh, not many of them last season, but he wasn't all that bad, and he's a good goal scoring threat. Yeah, I, I'm not going to touch on this too much right now. I think we'll go into it more when I talk about them. But uh, as for my pick it's for 17th, I have Brentford just surviving right now. And I have like what they have done this this uh, this transfer window. They brought in Aaron Hickey, uh, which is a great sign from Bologna. So I think he can provide some great help uh, with this team. However, I think the loss of Christian Eriksen is going to be hard to replace. But also, you look at the team, there's not too much talent there. And they do have a few key players, uh, Tony being one of them. I think he's fantastic. I think he can really help with that. Yeah, Tony's pretty good. But if we look at the rest of the team, they don't have too much. And I don't want to just say it's just a team. Because after all, they were in the Premier League last year. Was last year the first year in the Premier League? This is their second In a right? long time. The first, first year in a long time. Was, yes, okay. It's first year in a long time. But they survived, right? There's a reason why they survived. They have quality. But I just don't see enough of it to really make a push. I think they're going to be fighting for their lives all season in the Premier League. Just because they don't... I don't know how to say this. But I think Christian losing Eriksen, he was fantastic for them when he played. That's a big loss. They have Tony as a goal-scoring threat. But 
aside from that, they don't have much else. And I think that's that's where they're really going to suffer. They brought in Aaron Hickey. They brought in King Lewis Potter from uh, from Hull for sixteen million pounds. But I don't know. This is a team that could end up surprising me. I mean, there's just they could also surprise you by finishing twentieth, though. Yeah, it, it's one of those teams that could boom or bust for them. Like, I'm struggling to put into words right now just how I how I feel about them. Well, last season when Erickson came, I forget where they were, but it was around. I think they were in. 15th, 16th, they were fighting around there. Erickson did help, but I just don't... Without Even without Erickson, with Erickson, they were doing well with Erickson, but they weren't doing amazingly well, and you lose Erickson now. It's going to be tough for them, which is why I actually have them 16th. You touched on the reasons. I just... It's a weird situation with Brentford. You got to hope they have some breakout players, and... That, that's what it is. They, they kept pretty much the same team as last year besides losing Erickson. They brought in a few guys. You said they brought in Hickey. And that was an amazing signing. I thought Bologna should not have given him up for maybe what they gave him up for. But it wasn't like... It wasn't the best transfer, summer transfers, and it wasn't the worst. You know, with Erickson, I would have guessed maybe 15th, 14th. I had them 16th without him. So, you know, that's why I have them at. Where do you, who do you have 16th? 16th, I have the other promoted team this season. I got Fulham. And this is, I feel like this is very controversial. I feel like a lot of people think that they're going to get relegated again. But I just don't see that happening. I think, I really think that this team, what they did last year was fantastic. And you look to their main guy, Mitrovic, with the record-breaking season that he had, I... He hasn't. He's been in the Premier League before, and he hasn't really had that goal scoring uh, threat that he provided in the Championship. But I think this is the season where he ca- where he carries it over. You don't put up that many goals in the Championship without having talents, right? And I think that that talent will be translated into the Premier League, and he will be a major. He'll play a major role in helping to keep Fulham in the Premier League uh, for at least this season, maybe even seasons to come. You can't teach that that kind of goal scoring. I, I can't remember exactly how many goals he had in the championship. What, do you remember what it was? Um, I'll check right now. You'll, you'll search that up. I feel like it was... I won't, I won't make a guess. I'll just get you to, to get the answer. He had 43 goals and 40. 7 assists in 44 games. That was exactly what I was going to guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So And they also brought in Palinha. They brought in uh, Pereira from, uh, from United as well. So those signs are going to help. They did lose a few guys. Uh, Fabio Carvalho uh, is one of them. But I don't. I think they gained more than they lost, which is going to help. They got Mitrovic, who is a fantastic. Goal and you, you want to talk about he hasn't been well in the EPL, which is probably true. In the qualifiers this year, World Cup, he had eight goals in eight matches. So yeah. he he's really just improved. I think I don't think he Absolutely. was like a flop. He's just improved since then. Yeah, it's been a few years since we've seen him in the EPL too. So I think this is his chance to prove that he belongs there, and I think he's going to be the main reason why Fulham are able to stay up in the Premier League this season. Exactly, and I forgot to mention for Brentford, they Brentford they actually signed Strakosha, the Lazio goal. That's right, I forgot. About so, that. so that he's a, he's a solid ad for sure. But anyways, for uh, for fifteenth, I will go with a team that you don't hear much about. They don't always do all that much. You don't hear much about them winning. You don't hear much about them losing. They're just kind of there, and that's Southampton. They're just always there. They find a way to stay around that area. Thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. I think they're going to do the exact same thing. 
They're not a team that drop that loses all. They they do lose, but they're not a team that is ever really fighting for relegation. You ever since they came up, you don't see it much. They're always just they're always just around the 13th, 14th, 15th mark. They didn't make many moves, and I don't really see them improving or declining. I just think that this is going to be the same the same kind of season that they've had the past few years, which isn't horrible for a for a team like Southampton, like. Last season, they finished 15th. I have them going 15th again. They're just going to stay there. And, yeah, that's what, that's what I think. They actually, they, if you want to look at it, they won or drew 22 games that season, and they lost only 16. So, they actually they didn't have all that bad of a season last year. They, they finished five points ahead of Burnley, who are 18th. And I actually think the relegation zone... Whoever finishes 18th, in my prediction, Burnmouth, I think they're going to have less than 35 points. So, I think that Southampton will be pretty comfortably in 15th. Who do you have 15th? Yeah, Southampton is one of those teams. I, they, I think they have a lot more talent than a lot of people give them credit for. I don't have them in 15th. I have a bit higher up the table. But in 15th, I do have a team that you've already said, and that team is Everton. Uh, where do I have their transfer window? There we go. Just need to find their transfer window. As we mentioned already, they brought in Tarkowski, who I already touched on, so I will just mention again briefly. But he's still a fantastic uh, defender, and I think he will provide a big help to their uh, to their back line, especially since they gave up quite a few goals last year. I believe it was, yeah, they gave up 66 goals last year, which was one of the worst in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, I think it was third, third or fourth, it was fourth worst in the Premier League. So they need help in the back line, they got that help. They do give up Richarlison in the office in the transfer window, which is unfortunate because he again he's provide he does provide a goal scoring threat even if he didn't score that much last year. So now they're gonna have to rely on Calvert Lewin to score for them, even Deli Alley as well. And then you still got Gray in the lineup. Yep, that's true as well. Uh, so we'll see. This team it really depends on their uh, their front three. If they can come, if they can score goals like, at a higher rate than last season with uh, Calvert Lewin and Deli Ali and even uh, Demary Gray as well, then they're looking like a much better team, and I think they should be fine. They should be avoid. They should avoid um, relegation. But if not, then they're going to be in the relegation fight pretty much the whole season. One thing about Everton, though, they're such a, a storied club that they need to stay in the Premier League, yeah. right? Not only for the money, they built a new stadium, which they need the money for, or. Yeah, they built a new stadium. So they're going to need the money from the Premier League that they bring in. And if you go down to the championship, that sponsorship the sponsorship money just isn't the same. So if at the January transfer window, their owners see that the team isn't performing to what they should be to stay in the, in, in the Premier League, expect a massive January transfer window from Everton just to stay in the Premier League. I've actually seen some people predict that if Everton do start off bad, they're going to sack Lampard. And then they maybe have a they'll maybe have kind of a new start. They'll kind of get better after that. I've seen some predictions like that, which isn't bad, but obviously you can't really know. And you didn't mention Everton, but they're a big club in England. Don't get me wrong, but it's been twenty seven years by twenty twenty three because we know they won't win trophy twenty twenty two. It's gonna be twenty eight years since they won their last trophy. So they it's gonna be they probably won't win a trophy this year, but they want to get back there eventually. And it's been a long time. So, you know, they're kind of losing that state. They'll always be a big club historic-wise, but they're kind of losing that that um, title as maybe one of the top best clubs in, in England because you, you're, you're not there right now, and it's been since 1995. 
they, they got to do well eventually, but I just don't have them doing that this year. For me, we'll go to 14th. Before you go on to 14th, I just want to say with the Richarlison transfer, great business by Everton. The fact that you're able to get uh, 50 million euros, I believe it was, 60 million pounds, something like that, for him, that is fantastic. And they're going to be able to use that money to reinvest in the club, maybe invest in some youth players or even their academy to bring some guys up for the future in case they do get relegated. But either way, I think that money can be used in the, in the January transfer window just to boost the squad even more if they need that help. Yeah. Anyways, uh, 15th now? 14th. 14th, my bad. I'm going to go with a team, kind of like Southampton. They did finish way better than them this year, but that's Crystal Palace. Always a team that just kind of there. This year, though, solid season by them. 48 points, 13 points ahead of the relegation zone. Safely there. And they actually were pretty underrated this season. 11 wins. 12 losses, so only one more loss than a win, but then you put 15 draws. So you, you kind of get points in 26 out of 38 games, which is pretty impressive. They have some solid quality players. You know, they don't, they're not really a talked about team, but they do have quality. And I just think they'll be kind of like they were last year. I think the Premier League as a whole is going to just get better, which is why I think that they'll finish 14th instead of 12th like they finished last year. But I do think Crystal Palace is a quality side, and they don't really have to worry about the relegation zone. I don't think they'll have that much of a decline. What do you think? You think I'm really high on this Crystal Palace team? I really like their um, their attacking play. They got uh, Wilfried Zaha and uh, Ayu as well. So I think those guys, especially, are going to help with uh, the goal scoring threat. Their defense looks a little shaky, but I don't think it's too much of a concern. Uh, they got Sam Johnston and Ned. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, they Sam got Johnson. him from Westbrook. Yeah. So I think that's fantastic business as well. I think he's a fantastic goalie. So I don't see this team having any problem with the relegation battle. I think they really could challenge for a top 10 spot. Will they get it? That's a different story. But I really like this team. I think that's a good pick for them in uh, 14th. Maybe even a little low in my opinion. I like their coach too, the coach Vieira. Yep. Very Love solid him. coach actually. And the and uh doesn't matter who the goalie is. I know the goalie last year actually wasn't all that bad either, but... I think that they'll be just fine no matter who their goalie is. They have two quality goalies. So for my 14th, you've already touched on them. It's Southampton. Again, they didn't do a whole lot. Actually, they did a fair amount in the transfer window. They, they weren't all that bad. Nothing that stands out to you. Nothing crazy. But they didn't bring in some some decent talent. That'll help them uh, just be a mid-table team, really. I don't think there's much, much else to say after what you said, but... It's a solid team all around. They've got a they got a good goal scoring threat in Che Adams up front. Uh is a great player as well. You got Ward Prowse in the middle. We all know the magic that he can do. Especially on free kicks. Yep, exactly. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters in the defense as well, which will help. But you know, this is just a solid all around team. I really think that they they're gonna have no problem with the relegation battle. And oh, they also got a, a new star in in um, Mohamed Salisu in the back, which is also a fantastic. He's a fantastic player. There's definitely gonna be some clubs coming after him this season just to try to get a signature, maybe in the January transfer window or even for next year. But uh, I think it's just a it's a solid team. I don't think they'll have any trouble with the relegation battle. Will they challenge for a top ten? I doubt it. But I think 14th is a fair assessment for them. Around the four, the 16th to 12th area, I think that's perfect for them. Yeah, in 13th, I'm going to go with Brighton. This is, it's a weird, it's a tough prediction to make because they, they weren't all that bad last year. They kind of exceeded expectations. They got a top nine finish. They finished ninth. 
very impressive because they actually lost Ben White, who was one of the better center backs in England the year before. They lost him, and then they got better. So that was pretty impressive. I don't think they'll get better after the guys they lost this summer, though. But I also don't think they'll take a huge step back. Like, you lose Basuma. By the way, don't like that kind. Don't like that transfer for Brighton. I don't think they really got the value they could have gone from, considering what teams are offering other players, such as Fofana on Leicester. Madison's getting a ton of interest. I'm not saying Basuma's better, but I just thought that was a little low. They also lost a couple other guys to... Uh, and it looks like they're going to lose Cucurella as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, I meant they're going to lose Cucurella. He wants to get out. They, they're talking to a couple teams. Man City, the rumors have kind of slowed down. We'll see where that goes. Chelsea are in on him. You never know with Barcelona when Chelsea are in on someone. So there's always that. But yeah, so they're losing a couple guys. I don't wanna, I'm don't want. i not going to use the word world class, but these are above average players. And you're losing both of them. And I think they brought in some young guys, but I just I, I think it's still a quality team. I don't see them doing all that much though. Maybe they'll do well in some of the domestic cups. I do have them thirteenth in England though. Where do you what do you have thirteenth? We got the same thirteenth prediction. Let's go. Pretty solid, pretty solid. So yeah, Brighton in thirteenth. But I think the reason why they're not gonna be finishing in ninth like they did last year is just because they've lost two of their best players. They lost Bisuma. They it looks like they're gonna lose Kukadadla. It looks like he's going to Chelsea. Uh, there were reports that that came out yesterday that it wasn't true, but now it looks like it is true. So it's a little confusing. With I mean, Romano tweeted that they're going to make an offer, and then after Brighton tweeted that it's not, it, it, nothing's official. But either way, he's going to be in there some. right here. So <laughs> he's going to some team at some point, right? He's not staying with Brighton past. I don't think he's going to be with Brighton by September. Put it that no way. way. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got as good as gone. Put it. So I don't think we can consider him part of this team. So you take Kukarala, you take Bisuma away from this team. I don't. See, I just can't see them uh, staying in the ninth like they did last year. There's a lot of teams around them that improved, and they really didn't improve. They actually got a bit worse. They still got a lot of talent on their team. Um, Leandro Torstar is a fantastic player. I think he'll be a, be a key player for them this year. But I don't know. I can't really see any improvement from this team. I think the 13th is a fair assessment because of what who they lost. They still could challenge for a, a higher spot on the table just because they were able to finish ninth after all. And I think they still have the talent to, to obviously compete in the Premier League. There's no worries about relegation with them. But I just can't see them going too high up into the into the middle of the table. I think they're more just really right in the middle of the table with 13th. Well, a little, a little bit below the actual middle. Yeah. But you summed it up nicely. I'm not going to talk anymore about this. Who do you have for 12th? Well, here's where uh, I think most people would say I'm overhyping them, but I got Fulham in 12th. Wow. I mean, it's not all that bad, considering most people probably have them like 14th or 15th, so I don't think it's all that bad of a prediction, but it is a bit overhyping them. I just think that you had that kind of a season in the championship. You don't lose that. I, I hated that they lost Carvalho, actually. I really, I don't think, I don't get why they did that. You're going to give him to one of the, the better teams in England, like Liverpool, and you're not going to get all that much from him. But they still have quality on the roster. I mean, if you have Mitrovic, I know he hasn't done well in the Prem. I understand that. But he's going to he's gonna get better in the Prem. I think, let's say, he plays a full 30 games, which never happens with players. But let's say he does do that. I think he can still put up around, let's say, 14, 15 goals and a few assists. So I think it won't be all that bad. And they haven't, they haven't done all that much in the transfer window. They got Leno from Arsenal. 
They got then they didn't lose all that many guys, but they lost Carvalho, 6.49 million transfer fee. Not good. I just think that Fulham, after the season of championship, they're going to be better than people expect them to be. Who do you have 12th? So I actually didn't know that they got Leno. That just came out yesterday. I'm just looking at that now for uh, 8 million pounds. So that's actually a, that's a very good transfer for them. But for me, in 12th place, I have Crystal Palace. As I, was, as I already said, when you met, brought them up, I can't remember what place it was. Was it 14th? Yeah. 14th? I am very high on this team. They had a pretty good transfer window, bringing in Sam Johnston from West Brom, who is a fantastic goalkeeper, and he's only going to improve, I think. Uh, they brought in Ducure from Lens for £18 million, which I think is another great signing. But look at the rest of their team. It's it's a very good team. They, As I mentioned, they, they have Wilfried Zaha. They've got Jordan Ayew as well. So those are two uh, great goal-scoring threats up front. They did lose Connor Gallagher, who was on loan last year at Palace, which I think is going to be a big loss because he was a fantastic player, fantastic young player. I think he turned into a into a world class talent one day. Unfortunately, he's gone now, so the team's going to have to rely on Zaha. Even though he did decline in the second half of the year, he had he an did, insane first half. But yeah, you still want to keep a guy like that for sure, especially for the future. Because who knows what kind of player he could turn into? But this team's going to have to rely on Zaha and Ayu to provide them the goal scoring threat. I know Gallagher didn't do that a ton, but. My point is that they are the two main players. They're the cornerstones of this team. I know a lot of people, uh, I know a lot of Prem fans kind of don't think Zaha is that much of a quality striker, but I think that he can provide some goals for sure. I think he'll be pretty solid this year. He'll do his job. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You've already talked about uh, Chris Palace a lot, so we can just move on. Who do you have in 11th? In 11th, I have a team that hasn't been all that bad in the past couple years three trophies in the last six years but i think they'll kind of be like where they were last year and that's leicester in 11th in 11th uh well last year let's not forget last year they were similar to there they didn't do all that well they were they they were were in eighth last year but they they i don't want to say they declined but it's not it's they. You look at who was twelfth. Crystal Palace had forty eight points. They were twelfth. Newcastle had forty nine points. They're gonna get better. They were eleventh. The Wolves, Wolves fifty one. Brighton fifty one. So and then Leicester fifty two. So the distance wasn't the gap wasn't all that far. It was very close. It's still a quality side, but really every team at this point in our prediction is gonna be quality. They don't bring in much. They brought in Dennis Pret, a central midfielder from Torino. He, he was an arrival, but they they lost Schmeichel, and they they lost, uh, that's really all they lost, but people want Madison, people want Fofana, they said they're not going to sell Fofana no matter what, and, and like, I don't see that happening, you see at the, you see the offers Fofana is getting right now, it's a lot. Leicester the other day, rumors are saying they rejected sixty million from Chelsea for him, and then Madison's also in rumors. If they lose those guys, I think they'll actually be lower than eleventh. But as of now, I got them going eleventh. Not a bad team. A lot of concerns in the goal. We don't know a lot of concerns with goal scoring. Verdi actually quietly had a solid goal scoring season. Not the best, but definitely not the worst. But he's pretty old now. It's gonna be tough for Leicester to do much in this transfer window. But I don't mind the manager. I think the manager's not that bad. But I think it's going to be tough to do a lot in this Premier League season. They definitely won't be in relegation zone, but they won't be close to first either. What do you think? 
So have Leicester brought in anyone yet? Because I was reading an article this morning that said they, that they are the only Premier League team that hasn't yet. No, they haven't. They just got one guy back from loan. From loan, okay. So they haven't brought in anything. And I think that's a big concern for Leicester. And the fact that they lost Schmeichel as well is a big, big loss. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't have them here. I'm a bit further up the table. But I've got in 11th, I have Wolverhampton. So I think the main reason why they've fallen this far, because they did finish in 10th last year. Oh, this was only on one spot. Okay, and it's like, not as bad as I thought. And like, like you, like I kind of mentioned, the gap was literally so small. Even, even in thirteenth, I did from eight to twelfth. Even in thirteenth, there was forty six points. So the gap was so small last year with all those teams. So the gap from eighth to thirteenth, which is six points, right? So it was very little between the teams. But I think the reason why I have Wolverhampton going down a little bit, just one, even if it's just one spot, is that they lost a lot, a few players last year. Uh, or th- this transfer window, I should say. They lost uh, Vinegar, uh, from to he went to Sporting. Then they lost uh, Sice as well, who went to Vestikas. And those are two players who were who were very key players for them. I think they they provided great support for this team. But they did they didn't they only brought in one ma- uh, major player during the season. And that was Nathan Collins from Burnley, who I think is a is a fantastic signing as well. But I think they just they got slightly worse. The teams around them got a lot better. You still look at their team though; it's still a pretty good team. Uh, they well, have Jimenez up front. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I want to say something that all the people are talking about. I don't know if they're going to keep him, but Traore is now back from loan from Barcelona. I know the stats don't really say he did all that much at Barcelona, but there was a time where Barca fans and a lot of people were very surprised by how well he was doing with the team. So he's back from loan now. I don't know if he'll play or not, but that's not bad. And you kind of mentioned the few Portuguese players they have. So yeah, they're going to get them somewhere. But you can go back to what you were saying because you were making good points too. Yeah, I was just bringing up Tri- I was going to bring up Traore as well because I think that he should play because I think he's one of their better players. We also have Morgan Gibbs-White, who I think is uh, very good as well. Uh, who else do they have on the team? They have Ruben Neves, who, had, who is fantastic, really. I think he yeah. should be chased by many of the top players. Uh, Teams in this in the Premier League because I think he just has that talent. Then Moutinho as well. So it's a it's a very good squad. All it's a very good all around squad. But they didn't do it. They didn't do much to improve their team this season, which is why I think they're going to suffer a little bit. Even that just means going down one spot in, in the uh, in the standings. Yeah. But because they're a very good all around team, they could they could very well surprise me and even challenge for a com- the Conference League spot, right? So it it could be a positive season for Wolverhampton. They could move up a few spots on the table there, or they could also slide because they didn't make any signings. And that's that could, that's going to be their downfall. They didn't make any enough signings, and that'll cause them to slide down the table. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Nathan Collins. I think that's a world-class signing by, uh, by them. $27 million, a young center back, one of the better players on a team that got relegated. I really like that. But they also, you said, they didn't do all that much. And... But they do have a pretty good attack, I think. I, I, I wouldn't underestimate that attack. A lot of good Portuguese players. So... We have in 10th. In 10th? I mean, I hate that I just talked about them now, but it's the Wolves. It's Wolves, <laughs> not the Wolves. Wolves. Uh, yeah, we kind of just touched on it. They are... I really don't have to talk that much because we just mentioned all of it. But they have quality. They, they got a Collins, very good signing. And uh, they were pretty good last year. Almost got into a Conference League spot. Very, very close to one. Actually, close to a Europa League spot in, with what they had. So, yeah, they, seven points out of Europa League, five points out of Conference Exactly. League. So, pretty close. I'd say they improved a little bit because they, they're getting Triori back, even though he didn't do all that well for them. 
and they're going to get Collins now. So it's going to be a pretty good race for the top first, maybe the sixth spot and seventh spot. We'll see. Yeah, I, I can't really see them challenging for top. I oh, I definitely can't see them challenging for top four. No, top six is a is unlikely. Maybe they can challenge for seventh with a conference league spot, but it'll be difficult for sure. Uh, as for tenth for me, I have Aston Villa, and this is another team that I was I was unsure about where to put them in the table. They brought in Diego Carlos from Sevilla. They brought in Coutinho from Barcelona. They, uh, I mean, they also got, don't forget they also had Coutinho for the second half of last season. Well, yeah, sure, but they made it permanent. There's a loan to yeah, buy. They, they made it permanent. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, they have uh, Bubakar and Kamara now on a free transfer. They didn't lose too many people. They lost Trezeguet uh, to Bestigas on free transfer. Matt Target to Newcastle, which I think is a great sign by Newcastle, but not too big of a loss for uh, Aston Villa. But you look at this team, it nothing screams to you that they're going to challenge for a top seven. I think they're more unlikely to challenge for a top seven spot than Wolves, even though I have Wolves one spot back in the standings. But, you know, you have Ollie Watkins, you have uh, Coutinho now. Uh, Kamara as well will be uh, fantastic in the midfield. And their defense, too, is... You can't really complain about that. I think it's actually one of the better defensive sides in the Premier League, aside from, like, the top four teams yeah. or so. Uh, and then, and then of course, they've got a great goalie, Martinez. But I don't think this team, nothing about this team screams excitement to me. But I think, it's, again, it's just one of those solid I'm pretty excited teams. for this team. Uh, yeah, you got you got Cash. I know they didn't buy him, but he's going to get better. And Gerard is, it's hard to judge a manager that has barely managed the Premier League side. But I think Gerard's going to be pretty good. This season, he's going to have a better year, and they have a quality roster, but sorry, go ahead and say what you want to say. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I was just going to finish up by saying that it's just one of the, this is where we're getting to the solid team, like solid all-around team. This is why they're in the middle of the table. Nothing is fantastic about them, but nothing is terrible about them as well. This is, that's why they're mid-table. They could push for, qualifying for Europe this season. I don't think so. I think Wolves is more likely to do that, even though I have them further back, like I said, but this is just a solid all-around team. They had a solid transfer window as well. They didn't lose too much, and they brought in quite they brought in quality uh, players as well. So I think it'll be a solid season from Villa this year. I think they're on the up uh, among the teams in the Premier League right now. For me, this is a team that can finish from sixth to ninth. I got Newcastle. So Newcastle, you know, you want to talk about Newcastle? They were actually, if you were to only determine after they made those transfers in the transfer in the January transfer window. If you want to only talk about what they did then, they were third place in the final 19 games if you were to do standings of only the final 19 games. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, 38 points, only behind, obviously, City and Liverpool. So, very impressive. But, it's tough because all the other teams kind of caught up to them after. They made very good transfers in the January window. They got Bruno Grimeras from, uh, what team did they get him from? I forget what team they got him from, but he's very good. He's a, he's a quality player. They got they got Wood, who's not that bad, and they got a few other good players. But they didn't do all that much in this transfer window. Was Nick Pope a good signing? I think he was. They needed a pretty quality goalie. I don't think he was any of the reason why Burnley went down. But they didn't do all that much. And they, but to be fair, they also didn't lose all that much. So you they they're gonna be very good again. If they can keep that form in the final 19 games, they can be fighting, I don't know for top four, but they can be fighting for a top six spot right now because, you know, there's kind of a debate there for who finishes top six. 
But this is a very quality squad here. They got a good coach, or I should say manager, and they can be fighting for a top six spot. So I just want to say Guimaraes came from Lyon. Yeah, so Lyon, that, that was a very good signing too. They, they got it for pretty good value. So I got them finishing ninth. Who do you have finishing ninth? So I've seen that you already said, and I was a little surprised to see you, to see you say them so far down. Actually, what, what position did you have Lester in? Eleventh. Eleventh? Okay, so I have them in, we're on ninth right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, ninth. So I have Leicester in ninth. But the, the biggest problem for me is that they didn't bring in any guys during the transfer window. We're still waiting for them to bring in, the, bring in someone. Because they're going to they're gonna need someone. They're, their team is still solid. It's not like the championship winning team, or I should say Premier League winning team, uh, back in 2016. I mean, yeah. We, we, and we also yeah. got to see, I mentioned how they got us, they, they might be selling Madison for Fana. Also, Tielemans in a ton of rumors now. So that's three quality players yes. in, in uh, rumors. So, and this prediction is based on, like, I'm assuming that they're going to keep Madison, Tielemans, and Fofana. We yes. already know they lost Schmeichel, but I, do, do we know who their goal is going to be for this season? Has that been released yet? I mean, you got to assume, but like, I'm sure that they would have sold Schmeichel for good reason. They probably have a good quality. Quality goalie coming in. They got Danny Ward. So he's decent. Yeah, he's not all that bad. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm a fan of his. The, the rest of their team, you got Jamie Vardy, who I think is still off at one of the top goal scorers in this league. He's one of the top scorers in the Premier League all time, I believe. And you've got Harvey Barnes out wide. you got Madison as well, which can help. Thielemans, assuming he stays, and Didi, uh, Castagne, Pereira. It's, it's, a, it's a solid team. It's a very solid team. But a lot of this hinges on whether... They're able to keep Madison, Tielemans, and Fofana. We, like you mentioned, all the rumors about, circulating about them right now. If they're able to keep these players, I think ninth is realistic for them. But because they haven't brought in anyone else, I can't see them going past that. If they bring in some other players, definitely. I think they can challenge for a, a spot in Europe next season. But as of right now, just because they haven't brought in enough talent and other teams have improved around them, this team is just going to stay in, is gonna be in ninth this year. I believe last year they came in eighth, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So they're falling back one space or one spot in the standings. Not too bad considering they haven't signed anyone, but if they do sign someone, you can definitely see them challenging for Europe this season. That's fair. Well, for me, it's very tough because you got a couple quality teams from six to eight. For me and eight, I'm gonna go West Ham. And it kind of sucks that they're gonna just miss out on the Europeans, but I actually think they're better than last year. But I just see the teams ahead of them either staying in form that they were last year or just a break breaking out. You guys can kind of connect the dots as to what teams I have ahead of them. I just won't say it right now. But hey, I actually didn't mind the transfer window. If, if they're not going to be all that good this year, I think well, they're going to be good in eighth. But I think for the future, they're going to be all that good. You get Skamaka for $40 million. Was, is he inconsistent? Yes. Does he miss some easy chances? Yes. But does he create chances? Does he get some very a, a good amount of goals? He does. And don't underestimate Serie A because that is a defensive league. And also, he had a pretty good front B with him, don't get me wrong. But Sassuolo wasn't really a team that supports a, uh, a forward all that much. So even though there is a good front three there. That's a, that was a fantastic front three last, front yeah, three last year. Pretty impressive. Uh, so I don't mind them getting him for $40 million. Areola for $10 million. Not all that bad, you know. He, he kind of got out of the rotation for good reason He because Donnarumma and Navas are in Paris. But even when they weren't there, I think he wasn't all that bad as a keeper. I just think he wasn't on their level. So you're going to get him. He's going to be good. You, you lose Yarmolenko, which isn't a big deal. Well, it's still, it's still a pretty significant loss. But he never really played all that much. Well, he kind of got out of form this year or maybe the year before that. 
You lose Noble, which maybe on the pitch for this year wasn't a big loss, but he's a leader. You want to keep him. It's on, more of a locker room loss. It's a locker room loss. Right? You want to keep him. You don't. You don't lose all that much, though. I don't think this was all that bad of a, of a transfer window by West Ham, and I think that there's a very good chance they finish sixth or seventh. But I got them going eighth. I just want to say I don't have them in eighth right now, but I do want to say that front the striker partnership between Skamaka and Mikel Antonio this this season is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see that. It's going to be electric. Yeah, I think Antonio breaks out in a big way. Yeah, I think they're going to push each other just because they're going to want to be the top goal scorer on the team. So that's going to be very interesting to see. As for eighth. I have Newcastle going here, and I think they've improved quite a bit uh, with, with uh, ever since the takeover, the Saudi Arabian takeover. Have you seen their third jerseys, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, so a brand new color coming to the team. I wonder where that, that came not from. That that, yeah, not that that means anything, but... No, I'm just bringing it up just because it's interesting, just to see what money does to a team. But, you know, I think they did, they brought in uh, some pretty good talent this season. They brought in Guimaraes from uh, Lyon, as we said. They brought in Nick Pope from Burnley, who... I think is a is a quality goalie as well, and I think he will definitely help, uh, just provide some, some stability in the um, in the back. As for their as for their attacking play, I think it's I think it's something to be feared. I think you got the same Maxima and you got Callum Wilson as well. I think those two players are very very good, and you, like we said, we got Bruno Grimares in the midfield as well, which will help. They didn't bring in too many other people right now. Uh, last season they obviously brought in Kieran Trippier. Uh, which he's he's still a great Very player. Quality, uh, he's, he's just a, he's just one of those solid players you can just trust, right? Uh, they brought in Sven Botman also from Lille. Uh, Nick uh, Matt Target from Aston Villa as well. So I mean, they made some quality signs. They still haven't splashed the cash on anyone, but they still have that in the bank, right? So we just we're just waiting I mean, for them to buy someone right I, now. I'm sure if they got a European spot this year, they would have had a way better summer. But unfortunately, just I don't think a lot of players are really they don't want to go to them now. So maybe if they get a European spot this year, though, they're going to be a contender next year for sure. Contender for what? Premier League. If they, I mean, really? not next year, the year after, if they can get a European spot, they're going to get a lot of good players. That, that's a hot take because that's how we've seen Manchester City get formed. Chelsea kind of less because Chelsea were always a very quality side, but they got a lot of big players once they started doing well. So we've seen teams form like that. We saw Paris do that in the French League. So we've seen it before. We might see it again with Newcastle. Yeah, so we're just, really, we're just waiting for them to spend the money because yeah. we know they have it. Once they, once they buy that one top player, I think that the Donalds are going to start falling. They're going to get some more. As for right now, they don't have any uh, superstars on their team. But you know what? They just have a solid team, and I think they're going to be able to compete just outside of the Europe spots. Maybe even uh, make a run for Europe at, towards the start of the season. Maybe fall off later on, yeah. or the opposite. Who knows? But I think it's just a solid team. Uh, moving on to seventh, the Conference League spot. Who do you have for seventh? I have. I mean, a lot of people are going to disagree, and I don't really blame them. I got Aston Villa here. It's kind of a hot take, burning hot. Yeah. So you know, they bring in Coutinho last in, in January. Takes a bit to get his form. Well, he got his form back, then he kind of stopped, and near the end of the season, you kind of saw it again. Stevie G, he came not midway through the season, a bit before the halfway point, but he didn't have the full year. I think he'll be better as a manager. He wasn't consistent with some of the decisions he made. I think a couple other guys they got aren't going to be that bad year. I don't mind the Leon Bailey signing. I mean, they didn't get him now, but I don't mind him as a player. Martinez is a good keeper. Diego Carlos won't be all that bad. Camara. Matty Cash is young. He was good last summer. Jacob Ramsey, Tyro Mings, Watkins, Ings. The list goes on. They got a couple quality players everywhere. 
And you want to look at the old side of stuff. Ashley Young is still in the Premier League. He's there on Villa. You know, we'll see. He, if he, when he plays, he's not all that bad. So you can maybe get him going. I think that this is just a quality side. And they're going to be a surprise side in, in this summer. They've got they've gone in pretty high in the standings before. I think that they just keep a couple of a bit of consistency and they'll be top seven this year. I mean, it's a hot take. Uh, I thought I was high on them by putting them in tenth. But you're yeah. even no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I like the Aston Villa squad. It, it's a it's definitely a solid team. I don't know if I can see them challenging for Conference League, but you know what? They we're, stranger things have happened, right? I don't. I think I think Coutinho will definitely help with the attack, with the goal scoring. I think bringing Dio Carlos is going to help with the defense. So you brought in some signs to help both sides of the play, uh, and even the midfield as well. Bubakar Kamara coming in. Yeah. So you know it's a solid team. Will they challenge for Conference League? Maybe we'll have to see. As for seventh for me, I think you you've already brought them up. I'm not going to touch on them too much, but I've got West Ham in seventh place. And obviously the big sign here was Gianluca Scamacca from Sassuolo. He is, well, he's a beast. <laughs> very good. As a biased Italian, I have to say, he's a beast. He played very well in Serie A last year with Sassuolo. And that front three, as uh, we mentioned before, Berardi, uh, Scamacca, and even Raspadori, well, fantastic. One of the best front threes in Italy last year. They were able to produce a ton of goals, and Scamacca was in a lot of those goals. And I think he's going to provide a real goal-scoring threat for West Ham. And as we already mentioned as well, that partnership up front with Mikel Antonio and Scamacca is going to be something to watch. They did lose their captain, Mark Noble, which is unfortunate. But they still have some some uh, quality guys in Declan Rice. Uh, they got Susek in the middle as well. Alfonso Areola in net with the new, uh, new signing from PSG I think is a great signing as well because that's definitely an upgrade for them. But I think this is just a very solid team. They finished in seventh last year in uh, in the Prem. They're able to qualify for Conference League. I think they're going to actually make a challenge for the Conference League this year. I'm not sure if they'll win it, but I think they can challenge. I really think yeah, they can challenge. Yeah, they're in the Conference there. League this year. Yeah. Uh, and if they're in the Conference League, I think it's it's going to be pretty complicated if they don't finish top seven out because if they win the Conference League, they go to Europa League. We don't have to worry about that now. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah, we, it's, we, it's, we can cross that road when we get there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, as you mentioned, it's a very solid team. I think Skamaka signing is fantastic. Same with the Areola signing. Still got Declan Rice, who I think you could argue is a superstar. I forgot about Declan Rice. He is a superstar. Yeah. World-class player. So it's still a very, squad, it's a very solid team. There's not much, to say, not much more to say about this. We've covered this pretty much all of it. Yeah. So let's move on to number six. Now here's uh, two Europa teams. League. I'm sure you have the same team as me. These are two teams that we criticize a lot. Maybe you don't have the same team. Well, I don't know. If, I think we have one of the same teams, 100%. But the other I gotta say, better. it's Man U, okay? Yeah, okay. So six. We'll go with Man U first. But I'll talk about them a bit. Last, <laughs> How much time do we have? No, but I just want to say, like, I don't see them getting all that much better under Ten Hag. Not that Ten Hag's the problem. Not that the... I, not that Ten Hag's bad. I just don't think the manager was ever the problem. I... You, you make a couple signs. You get Erickson, you get Malasia. I really like the Martinez signing. You're going to get a few quality players. Martinez might be world-class in the Premiers. we got to see that. You make signings. You get Marshall back from loan. But. But. There's a but. That defense isn't solidified. You 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 can't say they've really improved on defense. I, no, I, you can say they improved. Sorry, you can say they improved. You can't say... Now this defense is going to suddenly become amazing. Because they said that for a long time. Juan Basaka won't play that much. Yeah, my last is probably going to take over. Yeah, Maguire 
probably will play a lot. That's the problem. Well, he's a Except, he's got I want to say one thing about Maguire. I know Over, I overhated. Overhated. He's he he was bad this year. Okay, there's no denying <laughs> that. But there's games where he played and he had a good presence, and he wasn't the only problem. Man, you fans protect Rafael Varane a lot. When he, I don't want to say he was just as bad because he was probably better, but he didn't have that good of a year. He wasn't worth the price they paid. So Varane has to improve. Maguire has to improve. Malasia will probably won't play at the start of the season. He's probably going to come in and then he's going to imp- and then he's going to improve the defense. Basaka won't play. Luke Shaw, what are they going to do with him? We don't know. Tellez is gone now. He went to Sevilla the other day. So yeah, came out, yeah. so I don't know if Dalot is going to play. You got to worry about that midfield. You have to worry about the midfield. Okay. Say. So, I don't know how much there is to worry about the midfield. They got Bruno Fernandez. By the way, I have Manchester United in six, so we can just talk about this together. Uh, so, Bruno Fernandez, you, have, you still have Fred. You brought in Christian Eriksen. I think that midfield is looking pretty good. I don't think that's the biggest concern for them right now. I, I do. Agree to disagree. So, I don't think for a team that's the biggest worry. I think this front three is something to just be worried about, though. Well, the thing with the front three is that they can go. It can either be, one, it can either be the best in the Premier League or just yeah. terrible. They have Rashford. They have Jaden Sancho. They have Ronaldo. They brought back Martial from loan. So, like, they have the talent there. But what are you banking but it's on? going to happen? Are you banking on Martial and Rashford to just get back to what they were doing? And we say Martial got back to what he was doing. When's the last time he did yeah, it? Yeah, that's the thing. If yeah. you check... I'm not, I'm not really a guy that says only check the stats because I do watch the games. But if you watch how he played and then you check the stat sheet, you'll see he hasn't had a good season in years. But you want to talk about the good of the team. We did put them six. We kind of hyped up the teams in 7th, 8th, and 9th, and 10th. We spent minutes talking about all the battles. So, okay, so we'll, we'll, you wanna, we'll hype them up a bit. De Gea will be pretty good for them. Ten Hag's going to improve this team. You want to hope Malassia and Martinez are going to play most of the games because I think those were world-class world signings. Erickson, we don't know how he's going to play. I do like him better maybe as a winger. But I don't oh, mind no. him as an attacking mid around there or just even a... Even as a pure midfielder, if he can maybe get have an offensive game because that's what he's good at. I don't think I don't want to use the word world class for Fred, but he's gonna be very good. And then Bruno, I think, is gonna get back to that world class form. We saw flashes of it last year. He had a hat trick in the first game, which people forgot about. I know it was versus Leeds, but people forgot about that. And Rivalry. and he wasn't all that bad. He wasn't all that bad last year. He was just way better the season before. I think that he's gonna get back to the form he was in. And so you want to talk about the good of this team? I've said it. You have concerns on the de- you have concern everywhere, but you also have you also have things to be happy about everywhere. Like Melissa Martinez in the defense, Fernandez, Fred in the mid, and Erickson. And then you got Sancho, who I think is gonna break out. Even if the stats don't show it, I think he's just gonna have a great great games all through the season. So sorry. <laughs> There's not much more I can say about this. <laughs> Maguire's been there for a while. He's earned the captaincy. The fact that people are saying he's not a good captain. How can you say that? You're not in the locker room. You don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Right? And also, I will say one thing about Maguire. They say a lot of people hate that he doesn't do these post-game interviews talking about how bad the team is. Well, who, who wants well, to talk about What can he about? say? I know Ronaldo, Ronaldo has done that, but what Ronaldo said is, we have to get better. Like, I get that is leadership, but what does that do? They didn't get better. And Ronaldo's a heck of a leader, don't get me wrong. But you said it before. And he also left in a bit of a controversial way. He left to win at Madrid. He left for the money. He left in a controversial way. Not that I blame him because he's a top two player of all time. Arguably the best. Not that I blame him. But top two goal scorer. But it, there was some there's some problems going on. And don't get don't act like it's just Maguire causing these problems. It's everybody, okay? Yes. It's Maguire. And from the reports, you're hearing it's Ronaldo maybe. 
From other reports, you're hearing Rashford has issues. You heard Lingard was a problem. It's, he the was the whole team's a problem. You heard Fernandez. It, it, it's it's not good there. McTominay. There, there, there needs to be more accountability on this yeah. team. I think Ten Hag is bringing that. He's disciplining players for leaving the stadium. Really, that's actually, exactly what they need. You want to talk about a leader? I think De Gea has been a pretty good leader. If you want to talk about him, and he's been there for a long time. So if, they, if people said De Gea should be captain, that's one thing. But you know, it's gonna be. T- I think Ronaldo could be captain if uh, Madrid. He could have been the captain, but unfortunately for him, Ramos was there longer. So he was, and Casillas was there longer, and then Marseille. But yeah, exactly. We we both kind of agree though that uh, there are underlying issues with this team. So I'm gonna mention the good really quickly. But you you have to look at the talent on this team. They have it, on paper the talent is top four easily. Yeah. But the problem is that all the chemistry issues, they just can't get it done. But the fact that they have this talent, it's going to assure them a Europa League spot. And if it doesn't, I don't even want to be in a part of that club. Because you, who knows what's going to go on there. I mean, to be right fair. From, from the whole front office is going to be thrown out. It's going to be a complete rebuild. Because if you need to stay in Europa League, it's unacceptable for a team of Manchester United caliber to miss out on Europa League. They need this spot. Even if it's just sixth place, it's still Europa League, and I think I think they will get it. But if they don't get it, be prepared for I mean, something crazy to happen. I mean, to Manu. think to think that Brighton on the final day they beat West Ham. If West Ham win that game, man, you are in a Conference League spot. So yeah. they got actually, despite how bad of a season they had, they were eleven points behind fifth. They got lucky to stay in sixth. I thought that they should have been a seventh place team last season, but this season I think that they'll get better. How much better? We gotta wait and see. I don't see Ronaldo. I don't know if Ronaldo's staying. I don't see him playing all that much though. So yeah, fifth spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I don't know if we got the same one. But for me, I got Arsenal in fifth. You have a different one, yes, sir. We got Arsenal. We got Arsenal. We got Arsenal. Okay, we so you, this. Uh, you could touch on this. So one. I, th- I think we have the same top six then. I, I'm Likely, sure, yeah. So Arsenal, we talked we talked about them a lot in our previous episode. Obviously, they brought in Gabriel Jesus. They brought in Zinchenko. Uh, they brought in Marquinhos. Tommy Yasu. Different one. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Yasu was pretty injured last year. He's going to come yeah, back. Yeah, he's back. They did lose Guendouzi, Matteo Guendouzi. They didn't lose too many other guys. I mean, they brought, they lost Lacazette on free transfer. But I they don't brought, think they care about that. They lost uh, Obama Yang in the January transfer window. I also window. don't think they care that much about Again, that. Yeah, those guys needed to go. But they replaced them, those two strikers, with Gabriel Jesus. A world-class player who's a proven goal scorer. I think this is a fantastic signing for Arsenal. It's going to really propel them up the table. And now you look at that attack. That attack is unbelievable. You got Martinelli, you got Jesus, and you got Saka. That is unbelievable. You also got Odegaard, Jaka, and Party in the midfield. I, that midfield is really, really scary, in my opinion. It might not be the, as good as Manchester Manchester City. I'm supposed to say Manchester United. But it's still a fantastic... I think uh, it's better, but that's just my opinion. Better than who? Manu. Well, yeah, no, it's better, definitely better than you. But I said Manchester City. Oh, yeah. I said I almost said Man U. Yeah. But even their, their uh, back line, you got uh, healthy Tomiyasu now. You got Ibrahim you Zinchenko. You got Ramsdale and Nett, who's a very, very good goalie. Good shot stopper for sure. I think I'm and really then, high on this team. I think they could definitely challenge for top four. I think third to four, to third to fifth, sorry, is going to be very close. Could be only separated by a few points. I mean, let's be honest. They just choked that top four spot last year. They had it for the whole season. Not the whole season, but most of the season. And they lost that game to Newcastle. I remember it. They should have won it. They should have had top four last year. Now, unfortunately for Arsenal, though, I think it's going to be tougher this year because all the teams got better. Besides maybe Chelsea, but Chelsea were, so they, Chelsea so were already ahead of them. Yeah. So it's going to be tough for them to get this top four spot. But if they don't get top four, they're at least contending for Europa League at the moment. They and can very well win Europa League. They're contending for both the domestic cups. 
So you, you, those are three trophies that have a good chances of winning. And this was a good summer. This was a good summer. I think Jesus... Aubameyang was good when he first came. I think Jesus is the best uh, number nine they've had in like two years now. I should just say striker instead of number nine. But. And then Zin, uh, Zinchenko. Did he have problems on defense on Man City? Yes, he did. But he's a good offensive threat. He's a good attacking threat. And I think he'll be better on Arsenal. He doesn't have that pressure that he had on Man City because Man City have all that depth. So if he does bad, he's out for a few games. He doesn't have all that pressure on Arsenal that he would have had on Man City. So I think that's good. And Arteta, very overhated. I think he's a solid uh, manager. So this is a good team. You're right about that. And don't forget, Martinelli, I don't know if he's going to start or not. If he does, though, that's a, if he doesn't start, that's such a good bench piece. And if he does start, that's just a very good player. And then Saka gonna improve, I think. So you got a very solid team here. Very, very solid. I think their offensive threat is fantastic. That that front three with Martin. I'm assuming Martinelli started on the left wing. Martinelli, Jesus, and then Saka on the right wing. Even Odegaard playing at maybe a number ten. Yeah, like that's a very, I very solid attack. Right? World class player. Like it's a very, very solid team. It. I can't believe this team is not making top four. It just shows how good the top four is. So I think we'll now move on to number four. Who do you have here? I got Chelsea at four. Okay, so we have the. T- I think we have the same top. Yeah, six we definitely yeah. do. Okay. So, so Chelsea. It's an interesting one. I just don't see them choking this top four spot. I don't. I've seen people go as far as saying they'll finish sixth or seventh. Yeah, no. If they do that, credit to them for getting that right. Okay, <laughs> but I don't think they'll be right because yes, they lost Rudiger. In my opinion, this is obviously controversial. I think we most people would agree Van Dijk is the best in the world right now. I think he was the second best in the world. Ooh, so, it, you know, I think most people would have the, him top five, though, maybe top ten around there. I think at worst, you lose a world-class centre-back at the end of the day, though. We can all agree on that. Yeah. And that's a huge loss. But you're going to replace him with Koulibaly. I think, you said you think Koulibaly is better. I think Rudiger is better than Koulibaly. But I think that's one of the better replacements you can get. I don't care about age. He's got four or five years left in him. So I think that's one of the better replacements you can get. And that's not the only move they've made either. Because obviously we filmed this a day before the season starts. If they can get that Cucurella signing though, we don't know, man. Because it's a day before the season starts. It hasn't happened yet. But I, I just want to say Kulabai, he's got more than a few years left. He's only 31. Yeah, so he's got he's he's very... Uh, I don't blame Napoli for selling him. I think it was kind of time to move on. But I think that's one of the better signings you could have had. They brought in... We got to talk about Sterling. We made a video on that last episode about Sterling. Podcast. But podcast, but... Yeah. <laughs> we made a video on that. A lot of money invested into him. You can argue too much. But how much of a need does he fill on this team? You did, They did not have... I, I knew the Lukaku side wasn't going to work. Not because he came from Serie A. Just because he didn't fit the system. He needs to have a good system for him. And I called that. Yeah. Uh, solid team. If I do have a... It's not too true. That's the concern. If I do have a concern... It's how is he going to coach this attack? Not that's a bad attack. I know they won the Champions League kind of with this attack. But do you think in this time, this is a Premier League or Champions League winning attack? I just don't see it. I don't see it being as good. And the midfield is class. But you compare that to Man City. I don't see that being the best midfield in the in the Premier League. The reason why I have them slipping to fourth from third last year is because they don't have that number nine that they need. Sterling's more of a winger. But who else position is literally left wingers. Yeah. But I mean, he can play up as a number nine if needed. Who are you going to play as a striker? Kai Havertz? Mason I mean, do they mount maybe? maybe? I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. Is Timo Warner going to stay? It seems like he's on his way out. 
We still have a couple teams interested, including Juventus. It seems like he's on his way out. I've always kind of thought he's been there for two and a half years now. He actually won a Champions League with them, so you can't say that was a flop. But I just always thought that this is the season he's going to break out. It just hasn't happened yet. You play Pulisic. He's more of a midfielder Pulisic. Do you move him up? I don't see that. I think he's more of a winger. He's more, yeah, so I don't really see that happening. I think he's on his way out. There's just not space for him anymore. Ziyech, his position is more of a midfielder. He can go in the wing. Yeah, I kind of see him as a winger as well. I think he's also on his way out. I think they're going to, maybe not this summer, but I think in the January window, a couple of those guys will be out. Is Timo Warner gone? You know, Marcus Alonso hasn't been sold yet. I know there's been rumors. He hasn't been sold yet. So it's going to be tough. Like, you can't deny that. Hudson Odoi hasn't been good in a few years. I don't say he hasn't been good. He hasn't been that, that striker they need in a few years, though. And he's kind of out of the rotation. And by the way, in the midfield, we forgot to mention Kovacic, world-class player. But it's tough. We can't really... I don't really see it. What number nine can they get at this point, too, that, that will come in and produce for them immediately? There isn't a number nine available. That's the thing. There's no one that's up to that quality that they need at the number nine position. So they're going to have to rely on maybe just playing with a center forward. Like as a false nine almost. I mean, the they prob- they've Sorry, declined. They've declined since that Champions League game. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think they're just gonna have to rely on attacking threat coming from the wing this year, and maybe with the center forward. Because I can't really see Kai Havertz playing as like a, as a striker. Same thing with Mount. Same thing with um, Timo Werner as well. If he stays, they still got. I mean, their defense is solid. They still have Mendy and Ned. They brought in Koulibaly. They uh, re-signed Aspilicueta today. Uh, you got Reese James, you got Ben Chilwell as well. Their midfield, Kante and Jorginho, I think is still world-class. Even Kovacic, as you mentioned. Kovacic, yeah. It's just the attack that's the, the problem for me. And because of that, that's why they slip in the standings. If they're and able to sign a world-class number nine, then I can definitely see them going up back up to third. Will they challenge for the top two? I highly doubt it because Liverpool and Manchester City are just on a different level. But they just need that number nine right now. They need to get that number nine. And once they do, they're back to being number three. For I me. mean, you want to look at concerns, though. I do like the defense, but there is concerns there still. If you do a back five, uh, if you do a back five, like, it's going to be tough. Like, Chilwell and Reece James are good. They're not bad on defense, but there is concerns there for sure. And, you know, Pui Bali didn't have the best season in Italy. He wasn't, um, like, bad by any means, but he didn't have the best season. There's a re- or even, like, two years ago, he's not as good as he was in 2018, but he was world-class in 2018. So, and then, like... You know, Chalaboa, however, I, I know who he is. He, he, he was pretty good, actually. But He's poised for a breakout season. But he was also inconsistent. He was good at, on attack, though. Like So, it's going to be tough. And he was pretty good at attack. He had a few goals. And Alonso, we got to see what happens there. Barcelona wanted him. I don't know what the deal is there. And let's see if they sign Cucurella. There's still some concerns on that defense, though. All inconsistent. So we got to see that, and Mendy also has to get back to form. I think last season he uh, was as was as good, but we'll get to number three anyways. And I'm sure it's not Liverpool City, so we can kind of say it. It's Tottenham. Uh, how about you? you no, it's definitely Liverpool. You, you want to confirm it's Tottenham? <laughs> yes, it's Tottenham. So the problem the problem with their summer transfer, as we discussed in our last podcast episode, is the signing for Charleston. I don't understand it. Neither do you. They have Harry Kane. Why are you paying someone for $50 million just to sit on the bench? Here's what I'm going to say about Richarlison. I said it. I didn't like the transfer. If they got it for $30 million, though, I would have liked it. Different story. And yeah. he's coming in, and he's going to produce. He's not going to... How is he going to produce? we got to see how Conte does this. But I don't think... I think it was an overpay. I don't think that, that makes it a bad transfer window, though. And you, we can both agree on that. Because, like... Perisic is here. 
I don't. I think there's an idea that Perisic is going to play as a wing back. Do I do I like that for them? Not really, because I think he's more of a forward. You he he can't produce as a wing back. He he'll be solid, but you but if you're going to sign him based on what he did for Bayern a couple years ago, based on what he's done for Inter the past two years, and based on what he did in Croatia in 2018, what a world class cup he had. But you you're kind of signing him because of how he produced as a forward. So he's he's a great signing though. It's a free transfer. But I don't know if he's going to come in and just be like that wingback that they really want. Dijad Spence is a world-class signing. He's going to come in. He's going to be great for them. And Basuma was also a great signing. So they had a pretty good summer. Nothing bad about it. And they're better than they were last year. You see the form with Conte. You see how Kulisewski produced. I think Richarlison is going to produce now, even though it's a bit of an overpay. And then Kane and Son are automatic producers. And... Even the midfielder, midfield has gotten better. Is it one of the best in England? Well, yeah, it is. Is it one of the top three? You can argue, maybe not. But Basuma's there. And Bentancur. Bentancur, who, who I'm shocked he did that well. I mentioned this in the last podcast. I'm shocked of how well he's done on Tottenham. He really fits that Conte play style. And Romero's still there on defense. So it's not... It's, there's concerns on the team. But I really like this team, actually. I think that they'll, they'll make some noise... Do I think they'll make noise in the Champions League? Maybe a quarterfinals appearance. I don't know if, that, if they can make it all that far yet. But quarterfinals is a pretty good goal for the Champions League. And I think, and like I said, I predicted they're going to break the trophy draw with one of the domestic cups. I don't see them doing that with the Premier League, which they haven't won since 1961. I mean, there's not much else I can mention here. You, pretty much, you summed it up pretty well. It's, a, it's just a solid team all around because they have the goal-scoring threat up front with Harry Kane. Uh, Hewing Sun as well, and Kulitseski at wide as well. That's why they're better. That's why I have them higher in the in the league than Chelsea. They're going to be able to have a more consistent goal scoring threat, even if they might not have as great of a defense. They're going to be able to score more goals, which is going to lead to more wins or at least more draws. With Chelsea, if they go down one nil, I find it hard to for them to fight back because they don't have such a great goal scoring threat. Chelsea, well, obviously the top three though they have it, but yeah. But it's, it's the goal-scoring threat that's the difference between these two teams. Even if the defense is better for Chelsea, again, like I said, you if you if Chelsea ever goes down in a game, it's going to be hard for them to come back because they don't have that number nine who can be a goal-scoring threat. Tottenham, they have one of the best strikers in the world in Harry Kane. They have one of the best wingers. One of the best wingers in the world in Hummings' son. Kulisevsky is up and coming. Yeah, you can say that. But he's still, he's still fantastic. Yeah. So they have a great goal-scoring threat. Their midfield is still great. Their defense, their defense it, even though it's not as good as Chelsea's, I think it's still pretty good. So it's a very, very good team. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they do in the Champions League, though. I think that they could make a run just because, like, you know the Champions League. You can get a lucky draw and you can make it through, then even further lucky draws. But even then, they could make it to a Europa League spot if needed and win that. I think the goal for Tottenham this year is just to win a trophy because I think they really can. This is one of their best teams that they've had in a long time. Since 2019, for sure. For sure, and maybe even further back. So I think we covered Tottenham pretty well. We got the top two now. Number two for you, I'm assuming Liverpool. I want to say Liverpool. I hate to do this to Liverpool because I feel like they've done this. They finished second to Man City way too many times. But I'm going to say the Shield. Yeah, in the Premier League. I'm going to say it again. Liverpool are going to finish second. and I, It's just because they're in the Premier League. I think it maybe besides the Bundesliga, I think they'll finish first in any other league. Actually, no, true, they you, got, don't think, you don't think they're going to finish first in the Bundesliga? Liverpool? No, I'd probably, 
I just think because of because of consistency in the league, I'd probably t- take. I say, I say Liverpool's going to finish first in the Bundesliga, Serie A as well, but not La Liga. La, La Liga or, would be tough, or or uh, Liga. I say they finish first in Liga, but that's just. But anyways, forget about that. We're talking about yeah. uh, No holes on this team. You got to say that right now. Allison, top two keeper in the world. Trent Alexander-Arnold, don't know why it's the great, best right back in the world. The two center backs, Van Dyke, best center back in the world. Matt Tip, best center back number two in the world, probably. Like uh, be- they got Konate as well. And Konate, such a good guy to come in. And Robertson, in my opinion, best left back. I know uh, that one could be controversial. Best left back I I've seen in a f- at least in this uh, era right now. Canadian bias, Alfonso Davies yeah. better. But. I really like Davies. He's just got to get back to that form. But obviously, man, best center back I've seen live is Marcelo, probably. Left, left back. But Maldini's best. Left back. We, whatever. <laughs> uh, and Carlos was pretty good. Anyway, okay. sorry. Uh, midfield. You know, I'm not going to go through. I, I haven't went through any team so far. I'll, I'll do some of the players in the midfield. Are you uh, sure about that? Yeah. F- Fabinho, top three center defensive mid. And then, Hen- okay, I really like Henderson. He's probably the weak spot, though. Not that he's bad. I just think that he's probably the weak spot. And then Nabi Keita, kind of, he's kind of out of the rotate. He, he plays once in a while, but I, I'm not sure if he's going to be there. And then Carvalho's there now. Thiago. Oh, forgot about yeah. Thiago. Top three center mid in the world, in my opinion. And Carvalho is there now. We'll see how he fits in. I think that's a great signing. And then four forwards you get. Not set of four, it's four. But you, you get Salah. We know he's guaranteed to produce. We know it. Mane's gone. Nunes is concerning, okay? Why but is he concerning? He has been in the Premier League. He kind of just had a breakout year. I think he'll produce. I predicted 15 goals for him, which is good for a debut Premier League season. They also got Jota. Just had a new contract. Score actually it was pretty good for them last year. They kind of got out of the rotation because they got Diaz and then they moved around some players. So he's going to be pretty good. And Diaz uh, only got half a year last year and fit in perfectly. So he's going to be pretty good. You got a good front four. And then one of the better managers in the world with Jurgen Klopp. So this is a pretty good all-around team. If there is a concern, it's actually the depth. I think you you got to have some good substitutes coming on. And they're not bad substitutes, but the depth is a concern for this team if I had to pick one. Harvey Elliott's back. He's going to come on as a substitute some games. I don't know if Carvalho starts, but he'll come on as a substitute. So it's not bad, but you, you want to have some depth. and But that's just a little concern because they still have a good amount of depth. It's not horrible. Well, that's the thing. They lost a lot of their depth this year. I mean, obviously lost Mane, but he was, a, he was a starter. They lost Nico Williams. They lost Minamino. They lost Ben Davies, Origi. Uh, they lost Reese Williams on loan, but I mean, they didn't technically lose him, but he's got a lot of potential for the future. Depth is a bit of a concern for them. I don't think it's too much of a concern because it's still a very good team. Uh, Samikas is still there too, so Konate, you mentioned. They, they have depth they everywhere, have depth. but... I just I think Man City has more depth. Man City's right? depth is like a team. Their second team is like... Their second team, if they were in the Premier League, I think they would be a maybe mid-table, a, mid-table team. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's just how good their depth is. Maybe better. Maybe That's better. Yeah, anyways, let's get to... First place, we kind of cover Liverpool. Unless you want to say more about Liverpool. I mean, I haven't said anything yet, really. Yeah, so you talk, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you've touched on it. Most You've t- touched on most of it. I think, like you said, Darwin Nunez, they overpaid for him. But it's going to it's gonna be a good signing. They needed a number nine. And I think he'll be he'll provide that threat. Let's not forget, they have Roberto Firmino as well. Right? Yeah, coming, off the be- coming off the bench, that's a fantastic option. And if he, doesn't, if he does start and Nunez is off the bench, 
That's even that's great. He right? definitely won't start because they still got Jota, they still got Nunes. Well, Firmino been... started in the community. I know it's community shield, but he started there. And he didn't play too poorly. I mean, he played pretty well, and Nunez came on. We want to talk about Firmino. Maybe in the Premier League, he's been quiet these past few years. But in the Champions League, five goals in seven games this year. Wow. So, very good. And he uh, he scored one of the goals versus Inter that helped the win, and he was pretty good. So, you know, rumors that Juve wanted him. So, <laughs> don't know if that one's true. But. So, yeah, I think Liverpool, they're going to come up second best to Man- to uh, we're gonna say Manu again. But they're going to come up second best to Manchester City just because of their depth. If we're looking at the talent uh, the, uh, the, among the starting 11s, I think it's almost the same. If they go up against each other, either team could win. Again, that's, we saw them in the Community Shield. We saw them in the games last year. Either team won. But it's just going to come down to the depth. And Manchester City has more depth, so it leads us in to our Premier League champion for 2022-2023, Manchester City. Yeah, Man City. And here's, uh, here's the unfortunate thing about whoever finishes second. I think you can't really lose many games. Maybe even like three losses at this at this point with how good they've been. You look at, uh, I know in 2019, Man City had 98, Liverpool had 97. This year, Man City had 93, Liverpool had 92. So it's kind of, and I think they're both better. So it's going to be tough for them to, they can probably afford to lose a few, but it's going to be tough to lose a game at this point. But Man City for me is number one. What don't they have is my question. Like it, it, It's actually crazy how much money they had to spend and they spent it. Guardiola, I know a lot of people kind of discredit him because he spends all the money, he has all these world-class teams, but who, who's good at spending money? It's him. Who's good at getting these players? It's him. And he's the one who made the sub that brought in Gundogan last year that won in the Premier League. So he's a pretty solid player. Uh, coach. He was a good player, but he's a good co- he's a good manager. Uh, Ederson, a lot of concerns with maybe his shot stopping. I know he's not the best at shot stopping, but when you have a goalie with that good distribution, you, it always makes a team better. Walker, amazing player. Uh, Laporte and Diaz. There's concerns. He's injured for the start of the year, Laporte. Pa- pardon? Laporte's injured for the start of the year. But then you got Ake. So, well, let's see what Ake... Yeah. I think they'll survive. You, they'll be fine, yeah. But Diaz, I know there's been some concerns with him. I know he didn't have as good of a year as he had a few years ago, but he's going to be good. And then the left back, Cancelo. What better do you want? I know I said Robinson's the best. Cancelo's right behind him, though. Yeah, for if, if you know, not, even with all the community advice I have about Davies, Cancelo's better. Yeah, if if not, Cancelo's the best. Like, there's great, you can make the debate that there's Teo Hernandez, but we'll, Cancelo's good. Rodri. Different conversation. Look, I, I mentioned seven defensive mids. I have Casemiro, I have Fabinho, and then there's Rodri, because Rodri's amazing. De Bruyne is amazing. Gundogan, he, there's rumors he was going to leave. Looks like he's staying. Amazing. Probably on the bench, though. Yeah, but still, he comes on as The fact that he's on the bench for yeah. that team is unbelievable. De Bruyne. Like, what? Did I mention De Bruyne? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, one more can I say about De Bruyne? And Bernardo Silva. Amazing. I mean, for Man City, we say it's a front three because they can only play three players, but look at all the depth they have there. You got Haaland. Now you finally got someone to help De Bruyne who makes these great passes, doesn't get the finish most of the time. You got Foden. You got Grealish. Who, I'm forgetting so many players right now. Mahrez. You got Mares. Alvarez is there now. How much depth do they have on this team that they can use? It's insane. So they have really... That was the same Calvin Phillips. We have oh, I totally yet. forgot about Calvin Phillips. Yeah. That is a world-class signing right there. So you're going to get another mid. And they're kind of out of the Cucurella sweepstakes. But I don't know about that yet, man. Because like Brandon tweeted, nothing's confirmed. When the Cucurella signing happens, maybe we'll have more to talk about with Chelsea, Brighton, and Man City. 
But even if they don't get it, let's be real. This is a team that unless they really, really choke it, like really choke it, they are going to be in the semifinals of the Champions League. Because they, let's be real, they choked themselves these past few years. They had the game versus Madrid on lock. They had that game. They just totally stopped playing defense and attack as at the end of that game. They had that Champions League versus Chelsea. They should have won it. They just could not finish anything. So they have just blew a lot of Champions Leagues. I think this is the year they win it. I've had them winning it. I think this is the year. PSG are going to be close, but I got Man City winning the Champions League and the Premier League this year. Probably the two best trophies you can win in club football at the moment. So you mentioned how Manchester City really spent the, the money in this transfer window. They've actually made a big profit. No, oh, yeah, they did. They, they did well. They they got Howland for cheap. Howland Phillips they paid quite a bit for, but they sold Sterling. They got a pretty good value though, Phillips. I feel it's a bit of an overpay, but I think it'll it'll still be worth it in the long run. So they got rid of Sterling. Got rid of Gabriel Jesus. They got rid of Zinchenko. They got rid of a few other guys as well for like nothing too like not not too much, but it still it brought in a significant profit. So the fact that this team has even more money to spend and they somehow got better is unbelievable. Well, yeah, don't right? forget they let go of uh, Torres, foreign Torres in January yeah. as well. So that they saw some good money from that fifty-five million. Yeah, and that was pretty much what they paid for Holland. Right? Yeah, like, I think it was sixty-eight, but that yeah, who cares? That's a steal. About the same, right? In, in the same area, this team only got better. They got Holland to they replaced Gabriel Jesus for Holland, just pay a bit more. They still have Mavres out wide. And I think Jack Grealish is primed for a big year this year because he's going to have to step yep. up to replace Sterling. A ton of assists, he's, in my he's, opinion. He's going to live up to that $100 million price tag, finally. That midfield is unbelievable. you got De Bruyne, you got uh, Bernardo Silva, and you got Rodri. Then even on the bench, uh, as you mentioned, you got Nguyen. And then... And Phillips. And Cal Phillips, yes. And the back, once they're all healthy, you got Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, John Stones, and then Kyle Walker. I forget John Stones, yeah. Yeah, and then you got Ederson and Ned, who I think is one of the two best goalies in the world. It's such a great team okay. that Manchester City has. Yep, Ake as well, but I mean, I don't see him contributing too much. I see him, I see him playing a lot, though, maybe. I see, I see him playing a lot, but I don't see him being a major... Like I don't see him being as one of the best centre-backs on the team. What were you saying? very well in the Community Shield game. Yeah, I won't say very well, but... I mean, his goal was... He did deflect the goal into his own net. Not that was his fault. Not that it's his fault. No. But he's not bad. He's not bad. But again, the difference between Manchester City and Liverpool, as we've already said, is the depth. The starting lines could go head-to-head, no substitutions, and any team could win it. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the depth. In a long season, you've got so many games, so many midweek games. It's going to be the depth that's going to win games for this team. And just because they have better depth than Liverpool, I have them finishing in front of Liverpool and winning the Premier League I mean, this season. I, I'm not going to say make a prediction about what their point record is or anything, but I can see them maybe having an invincible season this year, not losing a game. like that. It's tough to do, but that's how good the squad is. I Obviously, think it's a hot take, but... I yeah, think it's, that's just how good they are. Yeah, I think it's better than last year. You look at the games they lost last year; they, they it was because they didn't have the goals. Now they have the goals, and I think they just got to hope their health is good. I think we could see an invincible season, or if not, if not an invincible, we could see another one hundred point season. That's how good this squad yeah, is. Absolutely, I can definitely see that. Uh, any final any final thoughts before we leave? I mean, the season starts tomorrow. Let's uh, get it going, you know. And by the time everyone's listening, this will actually be the season day, or day one of the season. So yeah. hopefully, everyone enjoys Premier League season this year. And hey, thank you, thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> now I have to cut that out. <laughs>